Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 116 with my friend, Mike. You guys, there are these interviews that I do, and this is not throwing shade at other interviews, but there are some interviews that I do that just completely re-energize me and remind me why I started this podcast to begin with. And this is one of those interviews. I am obsessed with this conversation. I, I love talking to Mike and it's, it's just, it's so great when you, you find out someone's story is just amazing. You know, we went into this with zero expectations. I haven't talked to him like in person since we worked at Best Buy together years and years ago. And I had no idea what was going on during the time that I knew I'm not, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the, I'm so excited. You guys get to hear this. Uh, this is this is definitely one of my favorite interviews that I've done on the show. So without further ado, I'm going to give you over to my friend, Mike. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? But yeah, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank Thanks you. for coming out. Thank you. Um, Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said yes. You know, this is perfect example of like why I did this was because we, we're friends with people on social media. We're like, what do we know about each other? And like working at Best Buy together and shit, right? Yeah, so man. it's uh, it's perfect. I'm excited about it. Um, I do start out how I know people. We know each other from Best Buy. Yes. That's about it. Best Buy is a funny time for me because I was a supervisor. I put that in air quotes because. Looking back, I'm like, oh, I didn't know shit. Mm. <laughs> they sh- shouldn't have given me any power. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. But I wanna, I'm gonna start out how I always do it. Just go back in time. Okay. You're born. Yes. <laughs> did you grow up around here? I did not, man. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up um, off of. It's well, they tore it down and they rebuilt it. Rebuilt it now. It was off of. Um, What's that? Southfield and Joy Road. It was called Herman Gardens. Um, okay. Herman Garden Projects. Now okay. it's called Garden View Estates. But um, yeah, I grew up there. Really spiced it up. All right, right. <laughs> it's it's still the hood. But um, <laughs> yeah, I grew up there like when I was a small kid, and I also stayed on um, on Westwood. That was like down the street. So definitely um, Northwest Detroit. Okay. For most of most of my young life, and I moved up to Pontiac when like early teenage years, probably like 12 years old or so. Okay. Yep. But we always were back and forth between Pontiac and Detroit. Siblings? One si- well, man, my <laughs> papa was a Rolling Stone, right? Um, my dad is um, actually from Africa, and um, I have siblings in Africa that I've never met oh, okay. before. Um, what part of Africa? He's from Ghana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, um, I have one blood sibling, my brother, Raphael. He's older than me, about three years. Um, I have a brother and sister in New York. They're younger than me. They're from on my dad's side. And I got two to four <laughs> in Africa. Okay. Two, two that I know of for sure. I think it's a third one, but I don't. <laughs> they say this person's name. I was like, I don't know if I'm really related to them. So That's funny. That's a theme, man. I just talked to somebody. Um, the last person I interviewed was... They had their parents divorced and remarried three times. They're like, yeah, I have six siblings, but like two are from this marriage, two are from this marriage. And it's like, okay. Yep. And I'm trying to like draw a family tree in my mind. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I got lost. Right. But, uh, 
Have you uh, have you been to Ghana? I haven't, man. My sister's over there right now, and she was trying to get me to get a passport, but I don't know why I put off getting a passport for so long. Dude, I know that pain. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to get to it, and you think because it's such a simple task, like, yeah, yeah I'll get to it whenever. And then after COVID happened, now you got to schedule appointments, and now with my well, job, I'm traveling. It's I'll like, tell you, I will branch off here oh that's that should be a disclaimer too we're gonna go off on a billion tangents that's that's great (laughs) that's all my fault but (laughs) no like so i just i just finally got mine uh and the thing that my wife has to do because hers is completely done is the picture who prints out pictures right (laughs) and then to like schedule it it costs a bunch even though we all have phones and we can just like walk into a cvs and print it out so you don't want to spend money and go to like a post office to do it but Mm. Yeah, it's and, I, and I didn't know that because I got I, I literally have everything ready. I just need to go to the damn post office. Yeah. But I didn't know that they charged to take the picture. I was like, oh, well, I knew they charged. But shit was like eighteen dollars. Like you just snapped a photo of me and printed it, man. Yeah. It's highway robbery. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, no, I just asked because that's that's got to be because uh, yeah, I mean you're so technically like first generation in a way. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah that's got to be a unique experience. And I wonder if you feel that connection to your dad, like you want to go there cause family, or if you just have curiosity, it's more so out of curiosity, man, because to be honest, my dad, um, wasn't, he wasn't around and we, he was in Ghana, right? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker was everywhere. It's suffering Detroit. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't around. So I want to go over there just to experience it for myself. Yeah. Um, I actually, man, yeah, we're going to get into a lot. Because <laughs> I actually applied for the Peace Corps, and I got accepted last, this was last year, like around October or oh, now. Sure. And I was like, I denied it because I'm at, I feel like I'm at an age now. Like, yes, it would, I want to do it for the experience just to go yeah. over there. And I always want to be in, like, community service, you know, helping people. So um, I was looking at it from that perspective. I was like, man, I'm about to be 30. I don't I don't have like a fallback as far as because you go over there for two years and then they give you like a ten thousand dollar stipend after your service. But it's like, all right, well, what am I going to come back to? I'm not coming back to a job. I'm yeah. coming back to no house. Ten you know. grand will go pretty quick. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> ten grand. will go, Man. Yeah. Spent that yesterday. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I'm going to get over there eventually. I'm going to well, get over there eventually. So you're growing up then a single mom. In Detroit, it's or? interesting, man. So yeah, tell, my, go, tell. my family was really close knit as the ones that we grew up with. So it was my mother, my uncle, and my grandma, and my my brother and I. That was our that was our unit. Yeah. Um. They always stuck together from growing up, from them growing up, and yeah, that was it. So my mom was obviously the supporter. My grandmother was a supporter, and my uncle was like my father figure. So, uncle's your mom's brother yep yeah yep. yep definitely father figure so yeah man we stayed in detroit for yeah about 12 years of you know from my from my age yeah and then we moved up to pontiac and it was just my mom and my brother and i and then eventually my uncle and my grandmother came up here so that was that was really it what's growing up in detroit like <sighs> it's hmm. <laughs> so where we stayed, we stayed in, I guess you can call it the projects. Well, so Herman Gardens was the projects, but then they tore it down and it stayed down until they built, rebuilt Garden View Estates. And uh-huh. we moved, after Westwood, we moved to a place called Sw- Smith Homes. Now it's called Smith Home Apartments, but it's 
kind of like another. Like all the places you're like, they just add this extra right, right, word on the end. That, that's same fucking place. Same, same place, man. <laughs> like the only difference between Smith Homes and the gardens was that the gardens were brick and these are like panel. <laughs> but um, I I miss it, man. Um, As far as being a youth, I'm, we were really grounded in church. Um, okay. I think that really played a really big role as far as like where we are today. Yeah. And my mom was no nonsense. My grandma was no nonsense. And my uncle, although he had his ways about, you know, the street a little bit, he was no nonsense. Yeah. Um, so you had like a good discipline foundation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell of a discipline foundation, yeah. man. And it's crazy because I, I oftentimes I got to stop and think because I'm I'm not. I will never say that I'm better than anybody or that I'm in a better situation than anyone, but I always try to encourage people, especially like if you're from Detroit and your youth. Yeah. Like um like what do you what do you want to do with your life? Because the stuff that you're doing on a daily basis, man, like it's it's really not getting you anywhere. And it's 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 a difficult conversation because it's kinda of like poking like you're not doing anything with your life, but that's not the intent that I'm trying to get at yeah. is is better out here for everyone. Yeah. And I just wish that everyone had that support cuz like I'm from the same area you're from. So you Well, you're can, talking about community service and stuff. Do you feel like that's almost like a responsibility to to be like I got out and did this, like you can do the same thing. You can thing. do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um my it's funny because my brother and I we started off going to Wayne County Community College and he finished his master's probably about 2 years ago. And he was saying, oh, no, yeah, it's about two years. And he's thinking about going back to school for his doctorate. And he was saying, like, you know, he wants to go to Wayne County and teach. I'm like, you know, that's actually, that's solid. That'd be dope. And I think over time, um, I actually just got a fellowship. I'm going to get into that in in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I want to do something in the community as well, man. I Like, even, like, here, living in Pontiac, I was working for the health department, working in WIC, and that was the best experience ever because you know that what you're doing in your community is really making a difference yeah. and you're helping everyone. So, yeah, man, it's all about giving back to the community and encouraging people to just be better than where you're from. You and those know? are, I mean, those are some solid fucking values. And I got to imagine that started back with your mom, your grandma, and your uncle. Yeah. And church, church, <laughs> church was, church was man did church play a bigger role as a community piece or as a religious piece for you or do those two just go right i think they they mesh but with me i think it really it's really a ground right because it's it's kind of like that guiding light no matter how dark it gets i know or i believe that it's something better and something else is coming and i know i'm gonna be all right and like with the stuff that I've been through over the past, I would say ten years. Like I am living proof that, you know, one God is real, but you know He's faithful, and just you just gotta, you just gotta keep going the best way you can. Find I would say find your ground wherever your ground is, yeah, and just push through. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I think people. I mean, I personally I struggle to find that you know that that foundation to to build yourself off of. Yeah, because that's. Like I, I did this, uh, this whole thing with my, my identity, right? Like I, so I, I haven't drank in over three years now. I quit drinking mm. and, but beer, right. That was part of my identity to people, mm. uh, playing music and everything. So like when I 
quit drinking and then over COVID I had this big epiphany about like I wasn't for the most part ever doing any of this shit music or anything for me I was doing it to get likes and comments and views and all that shit mm-hmm. uh, I was like oh so I'm always seeking out this validation from other people not being able to provide it for myself so I was like brain exploded and uh but then you start thinking about like okay then who am i to me <laughs> you know and that's a that's a big question and it i think is. that's that's where that that's where that and for me that's where that foundation comes from because i you gotta you gotta know who you are if you're gonna yep. be out there and uh, I, I agree and i'm i feel like i'm actually in that spot in life right now um kind of fast forward a little bit so once when my uncle and grandmother came up here, um, they actually passed away. So it was like everything that I knew about family. Like right after they came up here? Not shortly after. Jeez. So my um when was it? I graduated high school in ten. My uncle my grandmother came up here in like oh eight. Okay. And my uncle came up in like eleven. And my grandmother passed in January of twenty twelve. My mom passed 13 of October, um, 2013, October, like five days before her birthday. And my uncle passed October 5th of 2014. Shit, Mike. So it was like, holy shit. At that time, my mom had cancer. My grandmother was elderly. She was like in her 80s. So, like, she was healthy for an 80 year old, but like, you know, she's old. Um, my grandma, my mom had cancer and my uncle had previously had a stroke and he had kidney failure. And, you know, I'm trying to take care of my grandmother, trying to make sure that she's okay, trying to take my mom to her, you know, chemotherapy appointments. Ironically, um, do you remember back in 2013 when the, um, it was a doctor, he was an oncologist. He got arrested for like fraud oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was her doctor son of a bitch yep that was her doctor doctor dr fada yeah um yeah because that was (laughs) i when i first heard that name i had just recently had hernia surgery at that point mm -hmm. and the whole aftercare part was all fucked up Mm -hmm. and my doctor's name was so similar to that so when i heard that story i was like it's him it's that fucker (laughs) and then i like read about it it's like okay it wasn't him but i still hate him right uh but no that's fucked up oh man yeah yeah that was her oncologist and um yeah man so that that was a really difficult time because once my grandmother came up here like yes i was in like middle school and high school but it kind of shifted to the point where well we got to make sure our family is good you know because we're all here for one another kind of like how they had when they were coming up they made sure that each other was good i think that's why they stay like close knit forever. <laughs> but um yeah man, so like when they pass, I really one used st- in situations like that, like deep grief, like it's instances where you don't even know that you're grieving. Like I was grieving the whole time that I was at Best Buy. Oh, like how, yeah, cuz what I mean, what year what years were you there? I started in 14. Like when like I started literally right after yep. all three, boom boom yep. boom. I started actually like 2 months two months before my uncle passed and I remember talking to Jim and he just kind of like disregarded it I'm like all right well. sounds about right <laughs> I was like all right well I guess I can't get nothing out of you <laughs> sorry but um yeah man um I think that's I'm thankful for everybody who I've became friends with at Best Buy because everybody always tried to like get me to come out and like, Hey Mike, you know, come hang out with us. And I, I, I genuinely love that about Best Buy because the camaraderie is, is there and it's heavy. Yeah. 
um, like Dan, um, Gina, Lauren, Brandon, you know, hey, come hang out with us and come, you know, come chill. I will always like say no or like kind of like blow it off. Yeah. But I, I, and I talk to Dan to this day and I thank him. Like, I appreciate you because you were like one of the main ones who, I remember when he asked me, like, hey, man, you want to come hang out at my house for a party? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. Like, Mike, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, like, if you if you don't come? And I ain't had shit to say. Like, <laughs> Go home. Right, right go go home. <laughs> Play right. games. Yep. And he's like, no, nah, man, come on out. I was like, all right, cool. And, like, from I appreciate him for just pushing me out of my comfort zone yeah. because that, that helped a lot. It, it really did help a lot. It's... That's wild to think about, man. Yeah. It, like, and that, that perfectly encapsulates like the fact that you don't know what's going on in someone's, in someone's life. life yeah. Like, and I mean, I didn't have a fucking clue. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you'd think, you'd think <laughs> air quotes again, you'd think after you just told me like a gym, I was like, never mind. But <laughs> cause uh, you know, I've worked at jobs and I feel like we've, maybe not at Best Buy, but where if, if there's someone on the team that's like in any form of crisis, whether it's like a death in the family or it's something bigger, like cancer or something like the leadership team will like get together and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. Like, so keep an eye, you know, mm. and nothing like that. Like yeah. I definitely had no fucking idea what was going on. And I'm sure people probably were like, Oh, your uncle, like, whatever uncle, uncle like no one no one connects yeah, that right no right right no like, one's gonna well, ask not you your the dad, question. yeah exactly. you know like but like you said nobody connects it you don't know the connect the relationship that we had or or but, the backstory behind it and regardless yeah. it's still a family member so yeah the fuck you talking people about? are dismissive <laughs> right a, especially i mean this is see tangents i'm sorry but it's <laughs> I, I was just talking about this um in in school where when people take off work uh, or take like a sick day when they're not actually sick it mm. was it was like a moral ethics question and like is it wrong if someone takes a sick day and they're not sick and in my mind i'm like i worked retail and restaurants where like if you took a day off that you were oh, like part of your benefits right you get this right. paid time off sick time uh people made you feel like such shit about it yeah so i was like no it's great do it absolutely take it off yeah Fuck those people. Seriously. Because <laughs> if something happens to you, man, to the point where you you're you get fired, they're gonna replace you. So Yeah. That's that's, that's literally my mentality now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, gotta... and like even actually right now in my current job, one, it's very stressful. But um my boss asked me, like, you know, do you want to take any additional time off before you leave? Because I'm traveling to Phoenix the week after Thanksgiving. I was like, you know what? I'm just I, at first I said no. And then I just put in vacation. So I'm, I'm off for 10 days. I'm not nice. I'm not going to no <laughs> to no stressful ass center before I leave. Yeah. So I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm I am in especially like with mental health too. like you said, like you don't know what anyone's going through. Yeah. So if you take a day off and say that I need a mental health day. If someone, if my employee told me that, like, all right, cool. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on in your life. If you say you need a mental health day, I'm a, I'm a take your yeah, word for it. Exactly. Cause I know what it is when I need a mental health day, I'm ready to fuck some shit up. So. Yeah. And that same thing came up too. Like sometimes you got to take a mental health day so you don't have to have a mental health day. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. I know if I go to work, I'm not going to go back. Right. So I'm not going to go to work today. Um, 
Yeah, I, and I want to circle that back just on the theme of mental health, but because I think I interrupted you, you're talking about grieving and just like being at Best Buy after that and mm. uh, not even really realizing you're doing it. Cause yeah. It, it is like grief is such a significant thing that everybody experiences differently. And oh. I wonder if you even had the time to do it with like boom, 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 boom. No. And, and I think that's where, so from 2015 to 2018 it was just like i was in the motions like yes i was extremely sad but i was just in the motions but when i started working for the health department it was in 2019 i realized it was like kind of like an epiphany like i don't have my family i don't have support i love my brother to death but you know like he has his own you know he got a wife and kids so i really don't lean on him for support at all so i just felt like alone and i i felt like i was really breaking to the point where i actually reached out and started having therapy sessions um yeah man it's it it was a weird it's a really weird time it's a really weird time because even looking back on it now you kind of see what you've become and uh, my girlfriend at the time she was saying like you know you're not like from when i first met you you're a totally different person from where you are now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause like when you met me, I was happy. I had my family, I had support, you know, in my, I was, I was in school and I was, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I had my family, I was helping my family and I'm helping, you know, make myself better. But losing them, it's like, I had to find myself cause all my focus was on them to the point where, well, kind of going back to what you said, well, what about you? What do you want to do? Yeah like shit well how many years were you taking care or maybe not years but however long were you taking care of your mom before she passed um so she was diagnosed with multiple myeloma my senior year high school so that was was 2009 yeah yep so um october of 2009 she man it was bad she worked at um st joe's she was a nurse and i will never forget i'll never forget that man so we were (laughs) when my mom got off work she would work like a 12 hour shift, yeah. come home, take off the scrubs, go lay down and just be out for hours. <laughs> and then, you know, by the time we get home from school, she'll be up like around six or so. Yeah. And um, that day she came, she came in, she, um, you know, went to sleep or whatever, woke up the next day. And like, you would hear her like going through, going to the bathroom, but she wasn't saying anything to anyone. And the next day we got back from school and we saw that my mom was just like in the room. We was like, Ma, you all right? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And she just went back to sleep. We're like, all right, cool. And later on, we tried to wake her up. And like, she just wasn't really, she wasn't there. Like, um, like really lethargic, really confused. Like she didn't even, she couldn't even say our names. She couldn't even say her name. So we um, carried her to the car, took her to the hospital. And I, just to see like all the nurses like rush back to ICU. They was like, it's D, it's D. Her name was Dredia and everybody called her D. Yeah. Like everybody in blue just running back. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Cause everybody and, knew her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, we didn't know that she was that bad. Like you know, we knew she was bad, but you know, I, we don't know what the hell is going on. And she ended up going into a coma. Um, she was in a coma for, she was in a coma for about a week, two weeks. Jeez. Yeah. And um, it, it's funny because <laughs> my uncle was, he was, he could be wild at times. And she said that the story what woke her up from her coma. 
she heard Claude, my uncle, um, arguing with either security. They was calling security on him. <laughs> and she said that she heard him yelling and she started waking up from the coma. It, it was, and the way that she explained it was really funny. It's like, this this man is just... Causing a ruckus. Right, right. You <laughs> waking me up from comas because yeah. you causing issues. <laughs> trying to sleep. <laughs> right, right. I'm trying to <laughs> Dang. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that and this is all happening like senior year and getting out of high school and yes. stuff. Yep. Damn. Yep. I just started my senior year. Cause she actually she had a surgery in September, right before school started. And then in October, that's when she had a um that's when she had got diagnosed with multiple myeloma and it just made me think like i wonder but then again i i didn't know anything about science i don't even know if that's how this could potentially be transmitted because multiple myeloma is a cancer that develops in the bone marrow and you know so and with the blood um, neoplasm she had that surgery back in what september and she also had to get um she had to get blood so I was like, I wonder if, you know, the blood that she got was contaminated. I was like, that don't sound right. But I don't know. I don't know yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like it was dormant and that whole thing exasperated or right. something. Yeah, that's just wild. Right. That's, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds like a really shitty, like, five years. Yeah, it was, yeah, man. It was, and, you know, she, she got good to the point. So she got out of the hospital when? Right before thanksgiving she got out of the hospital and that was the worst thanksgiving and i think that's now i I celebrate thanksgiving but not for real i really don't celebrate holidays or birth i don't celebrate anything to be totally honest but um yeah it was rough because you know it's got to be an annual reminder just like yeah here's the three main people in my life that aren't there anymore exactly and yeah like going into september i would say half of my year kind of sucks so (laughs) My um my grandma's birthday is in September. Mine is too. But her she passed in September, right? No, my my oh. grandmother passed in January. Okay. So my grandmother's birthday is in September. My mom's birthday is in October. She passed in October. That's what I was my uncle passed in October. I don't have anybody for Christmas or Thanksgiving. My grandmother passed in January, and then my uncle's birthday is in February. So it's like constant reminders of something each month. Yeah. And then it's like all right. March, April, May, I think I'm okay. <laughs> That's wild, man. And, you know, this just came up, and I, I never really thought about this, but so I don't I don't get, like, seasonal affective disorder or anything, but mm. the fall is always weird to me. Mm. feels weird. Like, I feel off. I feel like I'm waiting for the shit to hit the fan, essentially. Like, not necessarily on edge, but, like, something's probably going to happen. It's like an expectation. Mm. And someone a therapist one of my one of many um (laughs) but no they're like well you know has stuff happened to you in the fall before and i was like well yeah shit my dad died in the fall (laughs) like uh all my breakups all of like every relationship like meaningful relationship been in like every fall Mm. (laughs) so like everything was happening in the fall so then when fall just comes uh there's these like traumatic wounds in my head that just they're not at the surface but there's just kind of a muscle memory built in there and i i can't even imagine like that's probably tenfold with you man because that's all at that time and how do you i i obviously assuming shit but 
I imagine if you think about like, oh, starting new traditions or anything, it almost feels like you're doing going to betray the yeah. old shit that used to have happened. And yeah. that's, that's, that's gotta be a hard road to walk there. It's tough because it, I'm, I'm blessed to actually get to this point now, but it, for the longest period of time, I'm, I wasn't able to drive down certain streets. I wasn't yeah. able to see certain things because it would immediately trigger an emotion. Like I remember when they passed, like I stayed at the gravesite, like so much. And although I knew that I was there, like one, you always think like, well, I should have been there more, but you know, or I could have did more. Maybe if I did this, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, no, you don't have any control over that. And that is a really big pill to swallow, to understand and come to terms with. You do not have control. Nothing that you could have done would have prevented this. So kind of like stop beating yourself up. But um, yeah, man. um, Grave sites for the first five years, I would say I probably went at least four times a year. I'm finally at a point now like this year was the first year I didn't go to the grave site on her birthday. Yeah. Because I, it's not that I didn't want to go, but I was like, happy birthday, ma. And, you know, yeah. I just kept it pushing throughout the day. And kind of like t- touching on what you were saying, like everybody deals with grief differently. When they pass, I would think that my brother would have came to the grave site as well, but he really, he really didn't. And he went to the military and whatnot. And he always said, you know, I try to, I don't think about it because I try to make sure that I stay busy. Cause if I know I, if I'm not busy, I'm going to start thinking about it. And I don't know. I was just like in a space where even if I am doing something, I'm thinking about it. Is he younger than you or older than you? Oh, he's older. Older than you? Yeah. Three years older. Okay. Yeah. Our brother's three years too. Okay. <laughs> we did not get along most of our lives. <laughs> still, still on the fence. Um. <laughs> it, that's funny, man, because... <laughs> We, me and him were like super close, like as kids and growing up and stuff. But it's like when, when that happened, we, like we're extremely close now. But like we, we had a really rough patch because that in different ways. Yeah, because yeah. so after my grandmother passed, my uncle and my mom was staying at the house, and I was still staying at the house. And I'm working at Target, and you know I'm trying to go to school. And he moved out with his friends. It's like he was really just living his life you know he moved out and had roommates and then later on that year he went to the military and i felt like bro you left me and i'm trying to take care of family like you you left to get your life together and then she passed and um we we had a lot of beef on, on that for some time and um it was a couple years ago and he was like man <clears throat> to be honest i never I never thanked you for, <clears throat> excuse me. I never thanked you for, um, you know, like taking care of Ma because you know I went to the military and like I was trying to. I I didn't know that he was trying to get insurance to have better care for her because right. at that time her insurance expired and you know Cobra is expensive as hell. Um, so it's like we both were trying to do things in our own way, yeah. and, and I don't know. It was just never talked about. That's so fucked up too that she worked at St. Joe's but like now you gotta struggle to pay for good health care yep like you work in a fucking hospital and the hospital doesn't you know like yep. I'll get on a fucking soapbox about that shit but it's, yep. yeah it sounds like you guys like he 
did what he thought was going to work out best. Yep. You did what you thought, <laughs> and like probably both of you were just like, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. When he got back, man, we were we were butting heads so much because um, after my mom passed, my, my uncle was still left, and his wife came. His now wife came up here, and you know they moved in, or well, she moved in, and like they just started changing a lot of stuff in the house it's like hey you want to get a dog i was like no not really because ma didn't didn't have dogs yeah. and they got like three dogs i was like bro <laughs> yeah it, it got bad to a point um it got kind of bad and i just i left i moved in with my girlfriend and was it nice to get out of that house though i miss the house man i miss it but you were coming home to it every day right yeah so like I, I just I'm I'm trying to imagine that like a separation might have been nice to because like you said not going down the streets and stuff you're still coming to that house every day. You know so. what I never thought of that I never thought of that because I think in my head I miss the house now just because yeah. what it you know the memories of oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, during the time I really didn't care to be, especially right after she passed. Yeah, I didn't care to be in the house too much, and I also like she was in the hospital. I was like, hey ma. You know, why are you in the hospital? I'm going to redo the house. And, you know, just to because she she couldn't travel anywhere because she ended up breaking her leg in like 2012. So that's why I, I really had to take her to like um, physical therapy and also chemo. And like my, my time was 100 percent taking her to appointments and yeah. trying to keep the house afloat. Um, yeah. And I when she was in the hospital, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to redo the house. So I painted the living room and changed the furniture around. Just tried to give her something new to walk into yeah. um, just because she really couldn't go anywhere. So yeah, just doing that. Um, I remember when he came back from basic training cause he, he came back for the funeral and, you know, to see her before she passed, he's like, man, you know, I'm glad you did this for her, you know, to give her something new. I'm like, well, yeah, thanks. But yeah, it sucks being here. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I'm curious when, cause you said you, you went to, therapy eventually mm -hmm. was there any like was there any sort of stigma that pushed you away from that until then or was it just like you reached a point where you're like i gotta go talk to someone or you know um i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to get into this too so, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously being you know being black and you know coming from detroit and stuff and especially in detroit i mean i'm sorry not detroit but especially in church it's not that therapy is negated. It was therapy is the altar, right? If you have issues, take it to the altar. Yeah. Like no matter what you're going through, take it to the altar. And to be honest, I, after she passed, I kind of stopped going to church. Like I still hold my, you know, belief strong, yeah, yeah. but like I just, I stopped going. And um, like it, it, I was in a really dark place. I'm like, I think I need to go to therapy because almost in my head is like I have I, I just had things and I just wasn't happy and that's why I realized I had things I didn't have anything else just some shit I had a nice car a nice house money in the bank everything that somebody who was 25 years old would want yeah. but that shit didn't, it doesn't mean anything like nothing if you're yeah. yeah nothing underneath yeah. like I, I don't know who I am I'm more than my family I got this stuff and I could if I would give it all away <laughs> if I can have just one if I could have one of them back I would give it all away. Yeah. 
um yeah man so i definitely started seeking therapy and um it's ironic because you stay not too far from my therapist um it's over on walton it's called lifelands but we're doing it virtual because of covid now yeah, but um i know that business yeah <laughs> You guys, it is December, which means dry January is right around the corner, and I can't think of a better place to stock up than Wellbeing Brewing. Not only does Wellbeing Brewing have some of the best non-alcoholic beers out there, but they also have CBD water. So whatever your jam is, head over to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friendrequest or just use code friend request at checkout to save 10% on your order. I'm talking IPAs, ambers, wheat beers, stouts. They have this delicious light pale ale right now called Match Day. Uh, go check it out. It is amazing. Wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request. Save yourself 10% and stock up for dry January. Don't think you can drink or not drink or drink without drinking for 31 days you can do it all right head over there wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request save 10 percent off your dry january order okay back to the show yeah my well i i stopped seeing the therapist i was with for like six years i stopped seeing her in the middle of covid mm-hmm. and started seeing this other one and I just recently stopped seeing her because between like I'm doing sessions for school mm-hmm. and then I got another th- like I, I was at one point I had like three therapists. And I was like, all right, one of these is just like <laughs> we're not we, we've accomplished goals and we can cut it out. But never met her in person to okay. this day. I was like, just never met. And uh, that's so funny because that's it seems like a norm now. Yeah, or it's just. Yeah. I, I ask her all the time, like, hey, you going to be in the office because <laughs> I, I need that you know that one that true one yeah, like having that screen like fuck different. that screen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man i definitely needed to seek therapy but but yeah like growing up therapy really wasn't talked about um it it was really especially when i was younger it was considered taboo cuz you know just go to church or or you know you just push through it you know well and that's that's why i want to bring that up too because like i didn't want to make assumptions but in, in a lot of like black cultures therapy is that's kind of stigmatized yeah. and you go to church yeah church is therapy right right like if you can't if you can't talk to the lord about it who, who else can you talk to <laughs> exactly um exactly and i think it's important to like point that out and be aware of it like especially the field i'm going into like that's something if i'm not mentally aware of these things i'm not prepared to do the job you know so mm-hmm. Uh, I was curious what your experience was with that because that I think that's important <laughs> to yeah. talk about. So. No one ever told me not to go to therapy, but yeah. I feel that if I was to go to church and I would tell people like, yeah, you know, I'm going to a therapy. Well, now I think because it's more of a norm now, oh, yeah. but like back then, like therapy, like, like, come on, let's pray. Yeah. And like, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. But why would there be therapy? Like, that's like saying, oh, I broke my leg. I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm going to take it to the Lord because the Lord going to heal my leg. Like, yeah. yeah, he will, but somebody needs to set it first. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so someone has got to wrap that shit up. Right. Before, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like that is, they're like mental, mental doctors. It's, it's yeah. the same concept. Man. Yeah. So like use them. That's why they're here. I like, just like how you use your PCP, yeah. you use your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> Preaching the choir on that. I'm, yeah, that's why well, I'm glad you got to do that. Um, yeah. I'm curious, and 
shift the lens a little bit. Mm. But so while this is going on, you started going to school and stuff. Um, what does that look like in the background? And like, what are you wanting to do there? You know, like when I started going to, so I finally, <clears throat> originally when I first started going to school outside of, um, outside of high school, like when I was going to Wayne County, I was doing a pre-physician assistant program to get into the physician assistant program. That okay. was my goal. But like during that, and then taking care of family, I stopped going to um, Wayne County and I just focused on family. In 2014, when I started at Best Buy, I finished up my credits, but I would have had to take like my chemistry classes again and my biology classes oh, again. All the hard ones. Right, all the, right because <laughs> like the credits expired. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not doing that. So yeah. um, I'm ignorant when it comes to, to stuff like that. Because oh, yeah, no, I feel like if I did it already, I'm not about to redo it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm on your team with that. <laughs> I dealt with that shit at OCC. I was like, no. Right. Like, what? Because you're taking my money at this point. Like, well, you know, yeah. things change. Like, motherfucker, the body ain't changed. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Turns out the liver's up here in the shoulder. <laughs> Don't you yeah. lie to me. But, uh, so, yeah, I ended up just wrapping up my um, associates. And then when I left Best Buy, I started at Oakland County in the, you know, the WIC program, the health department. And um, they had 100% reimbursement. Like, oh, they reimbursed nice. you, like, $1,200 a class. Oh, my God. So, like, I was like, hell yeah. So, I started, <laughs> my, started my bachelor's, finished my bachelor's. Um, finished my bachelor's in, what, 2019? Where'd you do that, OU? Nope, I did everything online through University of Phoenix, oh, nice. okay. and same thing with my master's right now. Thankfully, I'll be done with that in March. What's master's going to be in? Healthcare administration. Nice. And yeah, man, I actually speaking about that fellowship, I, I interviewed for a couple different locations. Well, I applied for a couple different locations, but I interviewed with Trinity Health, and it's it's such full circle, man. And like I'm. At this point, like I'm just cruising in life right now. I, I really feel like I'm, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do now. Like being kind of being in that that void of, what do I do after my family pass and then going through depression and you know, man, suicide or you know, yeah, yeah it was, but finally getting to this point and being here. It's huge. Um, I'm finishing my master's in health admin, but I interviewed for Trinity Health, and I end up ranking um, number one out of 145 applicants oh, for shit, yeah for the health administration <laughs> fellowship. So I actually and the job that I'm in now, I knew I didn't want to do it long term because it's a very stressful job, but I really want to do it for the experience. Yeah. But the great thing is that they travel, like you travel throughout the program. So I'm going all over. I was just in Wisconsin. I'm going to Phoenix next week, week after next. I'm going somewhere else. Good time of year to go to Phoenix. Oh, yeah, perfect. Get the see, hell see this out shit? of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, man, it's like, you know, I'm traveling and I'm, I'm relocating next, next year in June. I got to move to Connecticut and oh, I'm wow. finally being paid, you know, what I'm starting to want to make. And yeah. it's paving the way for the future that I want to have. I'm blessed, man. I'm really blessed. And well, it sounds like you worked towards it. <laughs> like, yes, awesome. yes. I was I was talking to this guy yesterday, um, and this is what I was talking about, kind of like just being that being that pillar in the community. He was um, so where I work, 
I don't want to get a name because I don't know if I can. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> um, where I work, they take plasma and they sell it. It's a pharmaceutical company, Perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, hooking the guy up to the machine and whatever. And um, I was asking, you know, like, hey, how you doing, man? Whatever, whatever. And we end up getting into a conversation. And I was like, um, he was like, do you donate? I was like, I don't donate personally. He's like, well, why not? Like, well, me personally, I just feel that, you know, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like a hustle move, but everything in business is like, cause if you know how much they're paying you like X amount of dollars, not that much to get, you know, your plasma, um, they're going to sell that plasma to make medicines for individuals who need it, which is great, but they're selling your plasma for thousands. So I think it really depends on the person. Like if you're donating because you genuinely care and you want to help people, great. But if you're donating because you need money, I don't, I don't feel that I don't want to say, I don't feel you should, but like you getting ripped off, you you know, like (laughs) they're going to give you, maybe 50 to 100 but they're gonna sell it for two grand and they're doing it in communities which are low socioeconomic status because you've never seen a place like that in bloomfield gross point because they don't need it so they got to market it to individuals who need it more so it's i don't know it's like a gray area that i don't like because it clashes with morality and then seeing what like y'all wait in line for three to five three two to four hours and then you get this money it's like, bro, like you could be doing something else more with your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, and obviously access plays into that, right? Like if people have the access to do other stuff, it's true. But then there, there is like this under, under, I don't want to say underground. That's not the word I'm thinking of. Um, but there's just, there's all these opportunities that are not really like talked about or publicized or maybe assumed common sense. Mm. Like, there's a, I always talk, I, not always, but I talk about this website, Upwork. Have you heard yeah, about this? Yeah, you know yeah. Upwork? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So most people I tell about that have no fucking idea what that is. <laughs> but I just, uh, I did writing jobs on there mm. for like a summer and made three grand. And it's like, stuff like that's out there. And a lot of it's bullshit. Like I did SEO articles, like search engine mm. articles about shit i know nothing about like best gun <laughs> scope to go hunting with i was like look around this place does it look like i own a fucking rifle like right. what? i don't like so and yeah you have to google some shit but uh you know little shit like that yeah when you're talking about making 50 100 bucks like you can sit at your sit on your ass on your couch and make that much like typing up some bullshit about literally and, and like it's not talked about so people don't know they can do it mm-hmm. and there, there's so many little things like especially with the internet and obviously again circle back there has to be access but if you have that there's a bunch of stuff you can do that just people don't talk yeah. about a lot of people want easy money too it's <laughs> true that that, it's, that uh, that's i think that's that's primarily it because yeah me and him started we started talking about that and um i don't know how we got on the topic of school Oh, because I said, yeah, you know, I kind of want to do something in the community that really helps people to be better. Yeah. Um, forgot what I said exactly. And um, he was like, oh, man, you in school, too? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, where are you from? I, I felt like the after that, I felt like the questions that he was starting to ask is like, are you from here? Or like, what area did you grow up in? Because like, I don't know, maybe I'm being presumptuous, but I kind of took it as like, well, you're not from here because you're doing 
you're doing something that other people don't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, man, you can you can do it too. He's like, don't you get tired? I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> I I want it. So he's like, okay, thank you, man. I feel that. I'm like, yeah, man, you, you can do it. As far as you know, your goals. Yeah. Yeah. When so, when does the fellowship start? June. Okay. Yep. That's when you're moving to Connecticut. Yep. Side note altogether. Where have you traveled to? Uh, so so far, out? we're at Georgia. Okay. Wisconsin. Now Phoenix, because I I really just started this job in yeah. what June. Where did you find anything good in Wisconsin? I'm curious because I that's one of the pla- like my travel. I used to travel January to June. I had covered 13 states and it was nice. Montana to Kentucky. Nice. So all the Midwest and then like including Montana and Wyoming. Um, so yeah, sometimes nice. Sometimes it's North Dakota though. <laughs> but so I'm wondering, just like Wisconsin. What what part were you just in Milwaukee or no? So I was in Sheboygan, which oh, is like shit. a little, yeah. yeah, like oh, are you familiar with Sheboygan? Shebang uh, bang. <laughs> I, I've never been there, but I know where it's at. Okay, I, I've been surprising. I haven't been there. I've been to like everywhere else in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool, man. It's it's interesting. It's it's very country, but when you talk to the people, like no, this isn't country. Like my guy, it's a farm across the street from the center. This is country for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. Man, the Wisconsin accent, like, oh, man. I don't know if that's just Wisconsin or Midwest, but I know we don't talk like that because, like, you know, we say bags, they say bakes, yeah. or we say roof, they say roof. Yeah. Like, bro, y'all got to do something with y'all A's. <laughs> y'all A's and y'all O's. I got, dude, you know, you got an accent too, right? It's it's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know I had an accent, and then I moved to L.A. for, like, two years in my early 20s, and everyone there was like, Oh, where's that accent from? Right, like, where are you from? What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, people start pointing it out to me, and then you can't not hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's all, yeah, it's all the A words. Yep. Even the accent's yeah. perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Drive me nuts, because then I'll hear it, and I'm like, I can't stop. Right. It's just how I talk. Yeah, it's funny, man. <laughs> I think that's that's what's dope about America, because, you know, we're all, like, separate, but we're all one in the same, you know? Yeah. You can go across states, and somebody just speaks totally different. Like, Wow. It don't even feel like I'm in America anymore <laughs> yeah. with, with the way you talk. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's a nice advantage of traveling too. Is and I, I always encourage everybody like if you can leave this bubble you like lived in most of your yes. life. I highly encourage it. Yes, because um, you do. You do. So you see every kind of different culture out there and uh, different backgrounds, different races, different socioeconomics. Like, and you can either you know plant your feet firmer or you can appreciate what's around you a little more you know that's true and it's a uh, yeah i've seen so much random crap in the midwest and then you find cool spots mm. like one of my favorite spots in the country and I, it's hard to say it with straight face because it's no one believes me but is des moines iowa because <laughs> downtown des moines like yeah iowa in general mm. farms and like far right conservative crazy people um <laughs> Like every 10 miles, you see a picture of like a, a baby that says you're killing them or some shit. And it's Whoa. like, okay, shit. Uh, everybody calm down. <laughs> but downtown Des Moines is like this huge fucking hipster city. Mm-hmm. And they have this bar that I used to go to that has like 260 taps and like, uh, it's nuts. <laughs> and like some bar opened uh, that had 200 because they used to have 200 and they're like, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. So they added 60 more. <laughs> it's crazy. But and they got like a little minor league baseball 
uh, team that plays right on the like on the river there and stuff. And mm. it's uh, it's just it's awesome. And it's, it's a bunch of young. It's all young people. Nice. Uh, and you know skyscrapers and shit's downtown area, and it's also mm. historic. Uh, I can't get my wife to go there. She's like, yeah, right, Des Moines. Like, no one fucking <laughs> believes me. I'm like, just go. The only reason I know is because I got went there for work, so I got paid to go there. Right. But I was like, no, I promise it's cool. Uh, but you find those little places all over all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, all over the country. And I'm, I mean, Phoenix obviously has got its own shit going on. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited, man, because I always wanted to go out there. Do you know where else you're going to be going the next six months after that? Not, no, I don't. Um, because so how it works, like each placement is about six to eight weeks. And oh, okay. then by the sixth week, you'll be, you know, getting an idea of where you're going to be going next. And they just gave me the go ahead to um, plan my travel for Phoenix like three days ago. That's got to be a cool amount of time to be somewhere. Oh, so yeah. You can really like experience that area. Yeah, definitely. Instead of just like rush trying to fit everything in a week, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheboygan was, um, Sheboygan was an experience. Because it's outside of Milwaukee, but it's like no black people there. And I'm like walking in the hotel, like, I don't know. Like, you just. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's looking at you, man. It's like, all right, all right, yeah. we, this is what we're doing. All right. Don't we'll just, how you're right. I don't really know how to react to this, but like fuck it. We got it. Jordan Peele situation <laughs> or what, what's going me? on. <laughs> and like, one of, these, one of these times I was coming from work and I was walking, you know, my ho- my room was on the ground floor. So I walked past the lobby and there was a holiday inn. So, you know, like you got the little concessions where people yeah. be chilling and whatnot. I walked past and like I saw like a couple people looking at me and I just like, you know, kind of like glanced and like kept walking and i overheard him he's like yeah we don't see too many black people over here in in sheboygan i was like do i need to go home (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's i don't know i just don't i'm not gonna say like it's racist no because nobody said anything it's just like a it feels like eerie at times because like all eyes is on you and that's a really uncomfortable feeling (laughs) i i imagine (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, people get uncomfortable with what they're not used to. Yeah. And it's, uh, unfortunately, sometimes that turns into some really shitty fucking right. stuff. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine that, just always feeling that, because that's, that's, that's got to suck. Yeah, uh, it does. <laughs> I, that's, well, I mean, that's why, I like, being, and... I personally, and this is just on myself, I fucking hate bringing up that I lived in L.A. because I do it a lot. <laughs> so I, <laughs> And then I edit these, and so then I clock it, and I'm like, just stop saying it. <laughs> but it was so impactful because um, I wasn't hanging out, like, for the most part, with rich people and movie stars and, like, great fucking areas because I was broke as shit. I was living on, like, two-for-a-dollar corn dogs at 7-Eleven. Like, um, and I was hanging out where I could, like, hang out for free and and do music and and it was typically in like lower socioeconomic areas and Mm. it was every kind of person of color there and i loved it because it's it's just like we're you know it's it's those moments where you can be like we're all sharing the same like we're all sharing that we're broke as fuck (laughs) at that that time but (laughs) but you know like our our music like and it does like i don't know when you were here where i live and Oakland County and it's just like it's this fucking bubble of white privilege and and you don't really feel like you get uh you get to have those experiences and then so many of my friends went to Clarkston High School with me and Mm. never left Clarkston I'm just like you guys don't know what's going 
<laughs> There's a world out there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but, man. Um Well, yeah, so we're I guess we're current with that timeline. But I'm curious about I want to I want to talk about so you came in here, you saw the piano, you started playing. Bro. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's dive into music. So, even when I was a kid, man, I always loved orchestra. I and I think that's where a lot of my passion or well, some of my passion comes from. So kind of doing a backstory. I'm really thankful for my mom because she ex- she exposes us to so much, but not through traditional ways. Like you would think like exposure would be. Well, I think it, it's all about how we took it. She was big into movies. Okay. So movies kind of like sparked my imagination because I could literally see. I can see whatever and I can think of something happened. I can think of like, yes. you know, like a scene. Like this is how my fucking brain works. <laughs> and, and, I grew it, up on all movie like movie quotes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and well, and just movies in general. And it's a double edged sword. And I'm wondering now I'm going to, I want to know if you think this way too. Mm. If shit in your life is not playing out the way it would in a movie, do you get a little bored? A little bit. Like you're kind of in the mundane in between. Yep. yep. Oh man. Yep. <laughs> waiting for the action scene yeah yeah so how yeah tell me tell me more about how this plays out <laughs> yeah um it's it's weird because i was you know telling my girlfriend I was like you can't so again i love orchestra music so i can be driving down the street like and i can just go into like a zone in my head like listening to this music and seeing like driving 90 miles an hour and seeing like I don't know, like explosions, or, you know, just, just random shit. Like you, you can't see that. You can't see that happening. It's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but, um, <laughs> it's weird, but it's, it's so cool. Cause I have a really vivid imagination, but, um, yeah, like we were exposed to all sorts of music. Um, my mom listened to gospel. My uncle listened to like heavy metal. Like this is the only man that I know <laughs> only black man that I know who would drive down eight mile wherever like banging like heavy when I mean heavy metal I'm talking about um not even ACDC but like, like Slayer and shit Judas Priest oh, yeah. Metallica like alright you know like now when I was a kid I was like I, all, it's just loud all yeah. I hear is just loud noise <laughs> but um yeah man now I'm that one black guy driving down Detroit <laughs> listening to Judas Priest or That's you know funny. whoever man um, yeah, I love music. I I love any kind of genre of music. I will listen to anything. And I'm the only one that I was always, I don't want to say always, but I was kind of kind of skeptical about was country. Amen. But <laughs> some movies started to put me on. The one movie was um, Logan on the trailer. Um, I don't, yeah, amazing, right? Um, I don't know if the group, name is called this but it's like kaleo kaleo k-a-l-e-l i know who you're talking about i don't know but I, yeah i know who you're talking about yeah like that song way down we go i was like yo this shit is hard man and i don't i don't know if it's like fully country but like listen start listening to that then i started listening to johnny cash it's like no it's still not country but yeah. it's getting there you know so yeah i get i get like a judgment a little bitch when it comes to country because i <laughs> Like, yeah, when you're talking about, like, Johnny Cash stuff, sure. And when you, there's this, like, in-between, like, poppy, old-ass Conway Twitty-type shit and then, like, what we have now. Mm. And, like, some of that in-between stuff I can get down with. Like, some some old Garth Brooks, maybe. Mm. But, like, super old, 
I don't know, terrible ass country shit. Can't do it. And then like current stuff where it's just like going downtown and a pound fit and you're banging on the guitar and he's like talking about fucking drinking in a field. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Mm. Just like the Kenny Chesney's of the world. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I like, I don't Brad Paisley. Don't care. I like, I, oh, I don't know what it is. It's, it gets in my head and I, and I hate it so much. <laughs> and it, when I worked at right before Best Buy, I was working at Longhorn Steakhouse mm-hmm. and that's like that whole fucking soundtrack. Yep. So maybe, maybe it's that, <laughs> like I just hear it and I'm like, uh, like bad tips, yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I can't, man, I will, uh, I'll defend most music genres, but I just can't get into country. That's fair. That's fair. I'm even, I'm a, Took me a long time to admit it, but I'm a big I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. But you give me her early shit, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Give me like Red Album and later, and even half of that album. Don't really care. <laughs> That's fair. But uh, I'm new to it, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know everybody. Oh, no. And I'm not trying to pick it apart for you. To, I'm just saying, for whatever reason, and you can tell for some reason, I just. People, because people are always like, oh, you just haven't heard. Yeah, no, I have. (laughs) Don't like it. I like a lot of stuff. I like this random gamut of stuff. But yeah, when it comes to country, I'm just like, no. Not there. I don't know. Nope. I get it. And even like when you get into folk and like Avett Brothers and where like it's walking this line of country and even like bluegrass, I can get down with some bluegrass. Mm. But that especially like now recent poppy country shit i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> but i uh, i went see tangents man no but i'm, I'm yeah I'm, so I'm, you're you're getting into music <laughs> yes yes um yeah man i was always big into i was really big into orchestra for some reason i love soundtracks and i think you know my mom exposing us to watching movies and stuff like so many movies um that really kind of built my my want for you know one to learn music but for some reason i never did it in middle school like that's really where i started to pick it up more like orchestra music and even in high school never thought about doing it all the way until the pandemic that's when i first picked up an instrument like you know i'm gonna actually try to play so what was the catalyst for you doing that i think it was you know who Hans Zimmer is? Yeah. Okay. So love his music. He's like the goat of, you know, classical. Um, I picked up his live in Prague and just listening to like all of my favorite, you know, songs and like just watching him play. Like, man, I can play this. And just the more I studied his music. My favorite thing in the world is you saying, watching Hans Zimmer and being like, I can play this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> And I was watching interviews with him, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I took piano lessons, but I only did about two or three of them, and I realized, like, I don't need a piano lesson. I was like, you know what, Hans, you are absolutely correct, because <laughs> I started doing piano lessons. Like, bro, I don't need this guy to teach me, because I already knew some of the stuff that he taught me before, you know, he yeah. even started. And fucking Stevie Wonder is blind, so I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm good. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, come on, man. Yeah. There you so, go. So um, that was my encouragement enough. And then they started going up on prices, but that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I started off with violin um, because it's this particular song. Um, 
he did the soundtrack for Gladiator, the song called Now We Are Free. Um, they played that at the end. That's the end credit song with Lisa Gerard. But live, it was um, this lady called named like Zarna. Um, she was doing the vocals. And this chick named Tina, I think it's Tina Guo or Tina Gao. She's a, um, she plays violin and just like listening to her and like watching her, like, man, like, oh, I need to learn how to do that. And my best friend at the time, she played violin and just watching her, like when I was in high school, she was playing the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, which is my favorite. That's like our favorite, that's like our family movie. I actually have tattoos of pirates because it, you know, that was like our family time. Um, I was like, yo, and like, you know, just seeing how they be feeling it and like they get into the rhythm. Like, all right, I'm I'm going to pick it up and learn it. So after getting the violin, I probably played it like for 10 minutes and was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this shit because <laughs> this is very, very difficult. Yeah. You but, got fingers like me too? Right. Exactly. That, yeah. That. Yep. My that, friend, I'm going over to my friend's house later today and their daughter has gotten the violin now. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, can I play it? They're like, yeah. So I get it out and I was like, yeah, like three strings at once because yep. my fingers are too big for yep. <laughs> Got fat fingers. That's yeah. probably not. And then like, you know, most of the people who's like outstanding pros after they've been doing this since they were children. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, well, what's the next thing I can play? And then Interstellar came on. <laughs> and that that's what I was doing over there. That um that E. That middle E. I'm like, I went over to my friend's house and she had a piano. And I pulled up the um the um kind of like the sheet list yeah. on YouTube and I started practicing. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get a keyboard. I'm gonna get it. And after I got that that was during a time, one, that was during COVID, and two, that was during a time where it's like a lot of stuff was building up in me, like past stuff. Yeah. And I, it's like I started to fall like deeper into depression. And like getting that, my girlfriend got it for me for my birthday. It was an early birthday gift, too. And I just started playing that. That just relieved so much stress. That's awesome. And ever since then, I just couldn't stop. Like any any song that I like, I don't know a ton of songs, but most of the ones I know, the world won't know because they're mostly orchestra. Yeah. But um, I don't I don't want to say the world won't know, but it's not like I can just I'm gonna just do some Michael Jackson on here right quick. <laughs> like no, I'm gonna do Interstellar. <laughs> if you ain't never seen Interstellar, then you don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, and it's such it's a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. And then, like, when I finally, and I'm so, I'm, my issue is that I'm really hard on myself. So I don't stop until I get it down packed. And then when I get it down packed, I got to keep doing it. So I got to keep it fresh. So I don't know. It's, it's. But that's quality with music, like with an instrument like that. I know in most things that can be a bad thing. Like, no, try to get right. But when you're learning something on like. I, I think that can be to your advantage a lot of times with music because uh, it's a lot. I think it's most people. I mean, I do this where it's just like, no, I'm not going to play it. Put it away. Like, just going to put it away. Mm. There's John Mayer songs that I used to pull up every, like, once a year. I'd pull up these one or two specific John Mayer songs. And that's almost like a test of see, like, have I gotten better at guitar? <laughs> be mm. like, All right, I can get like two measures further into this song than I could before. And if I would have just been like, no, I'm going to play this until I get it, I'd probably be a better guitar player. Uh, so, yeah. And 
for sure. That that mindset, generally speaking, not great. <laughs> right. Well, with with learning the song, I mean, I can get behind that. Yeah, man, it's helpful. And it's it's so, I don't know. You just go into a place of peace, like when I play, like especially if it's a song that I know I can do without messing up. So without having that hard piece on myself, yeah. man, it's it just takes you away. That's awesome. It takes you away, and it it's upsetting because. The house that I was at, I, I I would play loud as possible. I'd just turn it up and just go at it. But now I got an apartment, so I can't. I mean, I probably could, but <laughs> I try to respect everyone and, yeah, you yeah. know, keep my noise down. Got to get some good headphones. You know what? And yeah. I was trying to find out how to. I got to look on the back of it again because I got some beats. I got some noise canceling beats that I want to just. They wired? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plug that shit in. Oh yeah. There's worst case scenario. You need a. Well, I can't unplug it right now because we're using it. But <laughs> a little headphone adapter. Yeah, and yeah. I actually got one too. But like, I don't know. I I didn't, I didn't play with it enough because I seen it plugged it in. It wasn't working. Like, all right, well maybe it don't work. I'm stupid. <laughs> well, there's a no. There's the keyboards, man. They got like four different outputs on the back. So yeah. yeah. Gotta play around. You'll play find right. it. You'll okay. find it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that when I get home. And depending on the keyboard too, you might have a different headphone volume than the main volume okay i got a williams so, i don't know I, I, I have to look at it i don't know but yeah no yeah that, that should work because okay. then you can play you can go loud as shit yeah blow your own ears right <laughs> let, let my ears bleed a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah are you gonna take it with you to phoenix not man so that is the one thing that i'd be missing I, I i miss my piano when i'm gone so i downloaded like the little piano app on iphone yeah, yeah. And I I play that just so I know I I know that these are keys and I try to find new songs to play, but that helps a little bit. Um, I'm gonna tell you what to do because hmm. I did this in a couple different states. If I'm going and this was like a week trip, so you're going for like six to eight weeks. Right. You definitely gotta do this. <laughs> There's two options. One is Craigslist. Mm. Just find somebody with a used one for like hundred bucks. Mm. Just buy it. And then when you leave, go to a music store and sell it to them. Ooh. Or if you can't find one on Craigslist, go to the music store, buy a used one, and then just sell it back to them when you leave. Because <laughs> worst case scenario, you're going to be out overall. Like during that time, you'll be out, you know, 20 to 50 bucks, depending on what you get, what you pay, what you have to sell it for, blah, blah, blah. But, right. Oh, yeah. Because then it's it's kind of like a rental. But at the same time, you know, you're just buying it. You're just temporary. I never thought of that. Oh, dude. Because yeah. I was just going to go to a piano gallery and just like chill at the piano gallery for a little bit. But then maybe like I went to the, um, they changed it now. It's Kauai um, Piano Gallery up here on Telegraph. Okay. Um, like you go in there and start playing stuff. They, you, they're going to try to get you to buy some. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to go in there. And they they wouldn't they they not like us at Best Buy. Like, what, they come up in there with suits. <laughs> yeah, so y'all real salesmen. Yeah, y'all really try to get piano it. stores are intimidating. Like yeah. piano stores. Cause yeah. is that the place that used to be Evola? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'd be intimidated going there because I I'll go up there and I'll play like one Ben Folds riff and then I'm mm. done. Like that's all. <laughs> I know chords, but you want me to do anything fancy? I'll I'll make you think I can do it and then um, I'm out of ideas. Mm. Yeah, because I went up there and that's where actually I had my two lessons. At guy is super cool. Um, but yeah, I was playing Interstellar and this was when I first got the the keyboard like two weeks, and he was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, okay, okay, yeah, sure." Let me. Can I sit down? 
he just plays some shit. I was like, all right, can I get lessons, man? Like, <laughs> you did that purposely. <laughs> Selling tactic, it worked. But um, yeah, I, I know why you're intimidated. So the next time, I just went to Guitar Center, got on the keyboard, like, all right, everybody, that's more like Best Buy. Everybody chilled. Don't nobody really care. If yeah. you like playing with something, like, I'm going to relax. Yeah. I'll do that at Costco sometimes because they got those, right? those nice yeah. keyboards set up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be scared, man, because like even when I was just doing it, I was like, oh, somebody's watching. You got to do it perfect. And then I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny is I haven't seen Interstellar, so you can't fuck it up in front of me. Man. I won't. I won't catch it. Man. Are you big um, in the movies? You like, I, you know, yeah, but I. Uh, the older I get, the less I watch. And that's fair. Well, I think well, I mean I'm I'm good. Are you good? Is there anything I didn't talk about you wanted to talk about? Nah, man. <laughs> um, my past, my future. Yeah. I'm just thankful to be here, man. I'm thankful you're here, too. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right. You just listened to my interview with Mike. You guys, did you see what I was talking about at the beginning? Mike is amazing. Uh, and what, what a swift kick in the face that life threw at him. Grandma, mom, uncle, boom, boom, boom. And like, that's when I met him. I didn't know anything was going on. It's just, it's crazy. And he's just got such an amazing outlook on life. And he's doing so much for others and for himself and finding success through personal growth. I just cannot get over this interview and Mike if you're listening to this I hope you are playing on a piano in Phoenix Arizona and loving life Um, and if you guys want to hear Mike on piano and he doesn't hate me for doing this uh, stay tuned after this little closing remark to hear uh, what he played right after our interview because the the mic was still hot and caught a caught a really peaceful, I believe it's from Interstellar, well peaceful rendition. I uh, can't believe that he's only been playing piano for a year, because I've been playing piano a lot longer than that, and I can't, <laughs> I cannot play that. Uh, so enjoy that, and I oh God, I might re-listen to this again. You guys, I listen to episodes when I do them, when I'm actually having that conversation. I listen to it again when I edit. And I think I'm going to listen to it again when it comes out because I really, really loved this episode. And there's so much great takeaway information. Hopefully you learned something about access and and grief and therapy and culture and the list goes on. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you to all of you listeners. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your... uh, I guess your next couple weeks. Oh my God, this is the last episode until Christmas. Merry Christmas. Holy crap. I almost missed that. I think the next episode comes out the day after Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Maybe there's going to be something in between. I'm not going to tell you now. There will be. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. I love you. Here's a little piano from our podcast guest, Mike.